You're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and we're in our fourth series, and this is actually our first podcast of 2022. So uh, The Happiness Hub has been growing great guns. Um, January, we kind of focused more on kind of setting goals for the year and being kind to yourself was one of the main things that we've been talking about in the group. So um, this January, we've been talking around all of those kind of good things and asking people to set little goals and writing little notes to themselves, no matter how long that might be, three months, six months, whatever they want to achieve, but um, also not beating themselves up if they haven't achieved them. So uh, that's been a lots of fun. And um, during that month, we had a, a special guest that came down to the uh, Happiness Hub group. Uh, we read it on a Tuesday night at the Granary Arts Cafe in Nantwich. Everybody is welcome. And it's lovely to have guests come along. So we I've invited our guest to come on and speak to us today on the podcast. So hello, Tian. Lovely to have you with us again. Oh, thank you, Kedron. Hello to you and to the listeners as well. I'm delighted to be here. Fantastic. How are you? How are you doing? I know we've just had a bit of a catch up, but you're all right. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I had a big day today with an event we were running virtually. Uh-huh. So that was exciting. People from different parts of the world, different time zones. It was mm-hmm. somebody in the Chinese New Year who was, uh, had had a few wines because they were celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been interesting. <laughs> it's lovely, really lovely. Fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much for coming down because we I think when you came down, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? And I was like, I can't believe probably the last time we saw each other was at one of Liz's Hindus because I think she has three Hindus. And <laughs> um, so that was a while ago. But um, I was just speaking to my other half and he said, who have you got on the podcast? And I said, oh, a lovely lady called Tian, who is a stress management consultant. I've got that right, haven't I? <laughs> You have. Yes, you have. <laughs> I said, oh, how do you know her? And I said, oh, I met Tian ages ago. God, it must be going back a few years now. We won't, we won't name the number. But it was when I was um, still at Redshift. No, I think it was before Redshift, doing a few things with Liz. Business for Breakfast springs to mind, but you were doing um, some sort of, was it, was it a confidence um, sort of service you were doing for people? Coaching, coaching, it was coaching. coaching that's right, mind coaching. You've got that's, it, yeah. Yeah, got there in the end. <laughs> so that's when we first met. So um, what I really loved about inviting our guests on is just asking, like, kind of what led you down to into that route of confidence coaching and stress management? What kind of led you into providing those services and working with people around those topics? Oh, thank you. No, it's, uh, it's quite an interesting path, really, because... Um, years ago, um, well, let's go back farther than that to, to, to when I was born. I'm not going to be here all night. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> when I was born, my parents, um, when I came along to the hub, the happy hub, which was fabulous, by the way, I love the people. I love the experience of anybody. My goodness, if you want to make friends or just meet up, a bit lonely, yeah, yeah. definitely get that. It's phenomenal. And fantastic vegan cake as well. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, and I, I was sharing with people there that, that my, my parents were both psychiatric nurses in the day when we had more psychiatric hospitals so my mum always said oh I think you'd be working with people as a counsellor or you know psychologist like I know you're a counsellor Kedron which is fantastic um, and I just rebelled because my brother went into it as well so I said, I'm not doing what the whole family is doing so as <laughs> yeah. you do at that age in the teens um, so I went off and did hotel management that sort of thing and ended up very young actually I was 18 and I was working for a, a brewery um, in their pubs and 
um, I hadn't got any training at all in leadership or management, but there I was training assistant manager, very young. Um, I always looked a bit older, so that was okay. But, and I worked really hard. I had the work ethic, but no idea how to handle stress, no idea how to put healthy boundaries in or take some time out. That did not exist in that world back then. And we're talking Mm, about a few decades ago I'm thinking now I'm just going to work it out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah about 30 years ago yeah that's right that's shocking actually I've just had a birthday and never mind and moving on (laughs) (laughs) and so I know what it was like and then I got promoted because I worked really hard and I've got my own uh, I was a relief manager but again no training at all on how do you manage people um, and so I just worked day and night, day and night, seven days a week, you know, and no one pushed me to do that. It's just what I did because I didn't know any better to, to say no. How do you say no? And eventually I got near burnout. I just literally thought I've got nothing left in the tank. So I came back to my hometown, which was Lincoln at the time. And then subsequently from there, various things got into the wine trade and so forth. But during that time, I decided after this sort of burnout feeling, I need to do personal development. I picked up a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that changed my life because, Kajan, in there you were taught you can change your thinking. Now, you actually can. Now, back in the day, back then, neuroscience was around but we didn't have all the technology to learn more about our thinking and and to understand actually all of us at any age can reprogram our mind can reshape our brain as you know probably with the work you do and so we didn't know that then and I just thought oh I'm a product of the background like everyone else and I'm kind of stuck in my thinking and I learned no actually through practice you can change your thinking from negative to positive you can learn to say no so I was really into that and I've continued to that since age 21 personally developing and really investing in myself I've been on courses and now of course it's wonderful you get so much free on the internet it's like you know I used to travel to different countries and anything just to sort of develop myself and shift that sort of old thinking and limiting beliefs so so then I went on and um, through the personal development I ended up coaching um, people in businesses small business but what struck me, um, and this is what, what got sent me off on the path of study, study, study and research, was that I would go along, as I was told to do by the organisation, and go into a company and work with a couple of people. And they genuinely would want to make change, genuinely would set a goal. And it could be a business goal. It could be a health goal, a financial goal, things I'm sure that you see in your clinic, you know, many a time, mm-hmm. um, people setting goals, which is fab. And then I'd find that 90% would, would you go back the next month and it was so fired up when you left, but it was so, oh, I got life, you know, things got in the way and, um, and didn't achieve it. So for me, I thought, is it something I'm doing wrong? I looked at me first. Am I not, you know, why is this not working? Because I don't like to do anything that doesn't work. You know, obviously I'm passionate about people making that shift to a happier life. And that's when I went down the path of studying stress management and also clinical hypnotherapy. So I'm a clinical hypnotherapist as well as a stress management consultant. So if you start snoring, I'll try not to set you off. <laughs> I use that soft voice. I'll try not to. <laughs> you had a few comments from people when you came down to the happiness hub because we did a, a sort of guided meditation, I guess we yeah. call it at the end of the session. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that your, your voice was very calming. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. That's so nice. <laughs> Um, so from there, I think given the, the, the kind of experience I'd had of being in the workplace and not having that support and nearly burning out, adding in all this personal development, then going to study the stress management and then the hypnotherapy and then neurolinguistic programming, um, 
I just thought, you know, I've got to get this out there to more people. So I was working in a clinic at the time in Nantwich, um, just two nights a week. So I got two, well, I've got three, three. How can I forget how many children? Because children. <laughs> need to edit that out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three children. And then um, I then separated from my partner, my husband. So then I was on my own, mm-hmm. having to earn income, raise the kids, like lots of people out there. And 2008 hit, it was a big crash, wasn't it? It's financial yeah, crash. So suddenly people were not paying for hypnotherapy. They weren't paying for stress management. They were putting their belts in. So I remember thinking, um, and I feel this is a resilience inside of me that I'd learned through the pub trade and, my, and all the personal development, was that I am never going to be in a situation where whatever happens in the outer world, it really affects me and my kids and my family and finance. So I thought, right, what's what will be there? What will people need help and support with throughout anything, whether that we're abundant with the economy or really downcast? And uh, and I thought about it and I thought, what is it? People's in stress. You know, it's too many people stressed. So we need to deal with this. So I went on and did some talks, little talks around. I didn't like the word stress management, even though that's my title. I didn't like that. So I thought stress mastery. So I was at a particular talk one evening talking about stress mastery and, and just sharing the tips and tools and techniques I'd learned from the books I'd read, the audios, the, the you know, the coaching I'd had and, and my coachees as well. I learned from them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in and say, tried, they tried this or that. And, and I just put all that knowledge together and what worked and threw out what didn't. And then my first company that I got to work with, which was fantastic, was Virgin Trains. Mm-hmm. They don't exist now, but Virgin is a you know a group that really looked after their people. It was really interesting. So again, I learned a lot from my clients there. Um, we did coaching for them and training. And then eventually through the talks, I got asked to work with a Cheshire-based pharmaceutical company who had high levels of stress and 8% of their people were off with stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I come alive. And it sounds strange. It's not, you know, <laughs> perhaps shouldn't be so, wow. But I think because I know we can do something about this and it's not me, you'll know this. It's not, I don't do it to anyone. They do it. But if you can share the tools and techniques or give some time to listen and people get a chance to be heard and valued, it's incredible, isn't it? It's magical mm-hmm. what can happen for a person. So so I went in there and we worked with the senior leadership team first, who were really open and into this. And, and so we went in and taught, I say we, because I had a business partner at this point, and we taught the what I now call the eight resilient insight tools that I absolutely swear by. So over the years, these eight are absolutely what leadership need, management need, people need. So um, and that's what we did. And we worked with them for three years and then middle management and then rolled it out to the employees. So this company were fantastic at supporting. And over the three years, not one person went off with stress or anxiety across the site. Blimey. And this That's is an achievement. It's incredible. Yeah. And it is incredible. And I say incredible because, not because of us, it was incredible because number one, the company got it. So they put their senior leaders through. Um, we didn't, because we were working with people, we didn't work with 100% of the people. So the second thing is that the, these tools, they work. Honestly, resilient tools, you know, stress management tools, they can make such a difference. And I'm so glad that since the pandemic and we've had the lockdowns, I think companies are starting, not all of them, but are starting to really wake up to ah, well-being matters. Mm, it matters for all people and it matters. I hate to say it, but it is true. The bottom line as well, because some companies I'll go in and they'll talk about people, people focus. And I'm trying to get the message right. You can be people focused and have that strategy and look after your people and your bottom line grows. 
you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. So that was my long-winded or short-winded. <laughs> how I got here <laughs> it was a big it was a big question because like um we were talking before you've got lots of different uh, disciplines and I think once you get into this area of work and I've talked to uh, a few other wellness kind of people counselors it's like there's so many different facets you know you talked about NLP there which is neuro linguistic programming which Lizzie is qualified in as well and um, hypnotherapy we've had a hypnotherapist on Nigel he, he was great very insightful but once you get into this sort of genre I don't think that's the right word but um you know there's so many different avenues you can take and I think it's evolving all the time like as humans we're you know and like you've done an awful lot of work on yourself we're all works in progress there's always something new to learn but again as society changes there's different ways of conducting therapy as well and one of the things that I've just seen banded about a bit and I don't know if you've got any insight into this this is a bit kind of leafy lane sort of thing but is ecotherapy started hearing a lot of things about ecotherapy obviously connection is really good but connecting with nature we had the Cheshire yeah. Wildlife Trust come down one of the ladies that's joined the happiness hub she's a, a well-being coach and she says she conducts some of her counseling sessions or you know well-being sessions with people yes. out for a walk yeah it takes their mind off and there's something else to look at and being outdoors is great for your well-being and it's just a different way of of, of, of having a distraction and relaxing and talking about something absolutely I mean the environment is so important isn't it and if you can get out and I was reading yesterday actually Kedron I was reading that trees and plants they found give off these negative ions so there is a physical thing not just looking we've got the beauty haven't we of looking at nature we've got no ceiling above us with the sky wide open we've got all those senses that we can tune into the breeze or the warmth depending on the season the sounds um, but also you've got that actual biological thing happening when you get near the trees and the, yeah, and the yeah. negative ions. I thought, wow, amazing. And they're very good for us. So wow. that's a completely other podcast that is. <laughs> another podcast another time. <laughs> it, it sounds like you, you get an awful lot as well from the work that you do. You know, you're changing people's lives and that, that what you talked there about, you know, not having anybody off with the people that you worked with at, at that company is amazing because do you find also that when you're teaching these kind of um, methodologies or, or uh, t tools that people use, that they use it not only in their work life, but they can carry that into their personal life as well? Because obviously you can't eradicate the stress that's there as well. Really, really valid point. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're holistic, aren't we? We don't just sort of park ourselves that we are at home at the door of work and then go in or wherever we go mm -hmm. um you know we take ourselves with us so it absolutely is beneficial to both at home or or in the workplace these insights these tools strategies and techniques so yeah, yeah I really appreciate that. yeah yeah I know you've talked uh, about like some of those big companies that you worked for, but there is some like um, individual stuff. So obviously you came down to the Happiness Hub and you talked to our group about stress and we, we did some of that guided meditation and, and some tricks that people, again, um, one of the ladies said, um, I, I woke up in the morning and I, I thought, oh, it's going to be a bad day. But she said, I thought, I just remembered what Tian said. So I put a smile on my face yes, <laughs> and I out of bed and she said, it did work. It made me feel better. Yes. Uh, but what's some of the work uh, that you do with individuals? Because you, you talked about um, earlier some like one-to-one uh, -one session, online sessions that you were going to be offering around sort of stress management. Yes, things. yes. So um, so I've always kept my private practice. I would say um, mostly my clients are work-related, organisational or corporate. Um, but they're still people. Organisations are just people, aren't we? We're all <laughs> people working. Um, so um, I've always kept that. And it's probably, I'd say, about, 
20% of my clients are private and I've kept that that beautiful one-to-one so I can keep in touch and support and help and and when you invited me down to the happiness hub I thought I've just got to be there I've just this is my community and mm-hmm. I didn't even know about it you know but I mean it's getting known more known now which is fab yeah. um yeah so so that's why I love working one-to-one so the kind of things I've been doing um in that regard is I do virtual coaching because you know you, you might be in a different country you might be local or you can't get out or you want to stay whatever so obviously when the pandemic um, occurred two years ago I had to learn really really quickly how to deliver training online how to keep an audience of like 80 people engaged for three hours can you imagine oh my, my head god I really had to, you know, I felt like my brain had to learn so much during that time. But many of us did, didn't we? Many people had to do that. And now I I just, uh, you know, I do see people as well at home sometimes if I know them. Um, But it's all around these. Funnily enough, it is around these eight resilient insight tools. So, you know, it's around how do you de-stress? How do you park things? How do you relax more deeply? How do you reset the mind? Because I think this is really important. So in lockdown, what I did do, I got a lot of calls from my private clients and some company clients saying, oh, I just feel so, so low. I can't get over this. And we discussed and we chatted. And I saw this pattern, you know, this real pattern, which I'm sure you'd be aware of, that the two things that were happening to me that I thought was so profound is we have six psychological needs. And I, I guess that's another podcast if you want to do that some other time. But two of those psychological needs, these are absolute must-haves. They're not kind, you know, like to have desires. These are psychological needs so we can feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And two of them, one is certainty. So I believe everybody globally, practically everybody who was aware and affected had lost their certainty. Yeah, if you were calling that, a, you know, a social experiment, I don't, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. <laughs> no, not going there. I'm just saying if, if you looked at it through the lens of, of a social you know, experiment, you'd say, look what happens when we take away certainty, which everybody needs that safety that security um you know so and that's what we saw we didn't know we were looking at the news all the time which I never did I always advise control your consumption be careful what comes in yeah um but I found myself being glued at the very beginning to every update and it was just depressing isn't it, it makes you feel low and um but we all had that uncertainty and the second psychological need is it's not in any particular order this but this is the connection so a lot of us felt disconnected and not you know we had to work from home some of us a lot of us in fact and um, didn't get to see other people had to stay separate so I think that's why a lot of people are getting low and you know down and you know it's no wonder it really isn't because that's two of our six drivers being massively affected so what I did and the more calls I got in I thought we need something that ironically is online <laughs> where people can feel connected and have their certainty so how do you give certainty in an uncertain world well I'm always fond of saying that we don't live in one world we live in two because we live in the outer world that we're being reactive to and we have our inner world mm-hmm. and we can't control the outer world we all know that now but we can control the inner world which is what I learned when I was 21 and read you know the magic of thinking big that actually we can control I'm not a believer in positive thinking no matter what's going on everything's fine I'm not into denial I'm into realism but I am into choosing how do I do I be reactive or proactive mm-hmm. and because um, these tools are available so I thought I need to get these out there more than ever so putting together this conscious mindset method 
So I'm still working on it now because I want to video it so that it can get out much wider than me having to sit live and do a session. And this, this um, sessions there around the, the strap line is actually it's release. That's about letting go because some people think, oh, I've got to relax or I can't. But actually, there's a process to release the day or the, the hours before or the mood you're in. You know, you'll know this with your counselling. You can't just get straight into relax. So there's a, there is a process to just release whatever's going on, tension physically or mentally, emotionally. And then I move on to the relax piece, which is taking people to have a moment off the busy wheel of life. Now, I'm telling you about this method, but you could your listeners could do this with whatever they want to do. It could be, how do they get off the busy wheel of life? You know, maybe they go for a cycle or have a lunch break and breathe in the fresh air and walk by the river or whatever it might be. You know, it might be talking to friends. So advise that people just have this pure moment where you step off the busy wheel of life out there and do some internal time. I actually call it, it's very simple. I call it time in. Just have some time in. Time out, time in. I like that. Yeah. yeah, time in, time into this internal world. And you might meditate. Um, the only thing about meditation, which I absolutely love meditation. However, I think the word can be a little bit off-putting to some people because they think you've got to sit still, not move and clear your mind and think of nothing, which is impossible to do. <laughs> I think we both know that because we've got yeah. very active minds, haven't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess, but when you're counseling, I would, I would, I would guess, please tell me if I'm wrong, that when you're in that space of that therapy work you're probably just really focused on you're not thinking about the past you're not thinking about the future or what you're happy your tea you're really present mm. and if we can do that so that's what the relax is about and, and what other people can do their thing that really helps them relax it could be meditation if you're into that it could be mindfulness is fantastic loads of research around that um it could be mental picturing it could be guided as I say, there's so much free stuff on YouTube now. So that's what I did. I put together bringing in my hypnotherapy practice into this method um, for the relax and the release, release, relax. And then the reset, I'm bringing in all my mind coaching and my psychology. So how do you reset this mind when you're, you know, feeling concerned, upset, worried? You know, how do you do that? Now, the key is to do to do this practice. Hopefully, you know, if people want to join that method, the conscious mindset method, it's practicing it, not in the moment of stress. It's actually when you're feeling okay, you don't have to feel fantastic. But if you can practice just deep breathing, perhaps when you're washing the dishes or dishwasher, hopefully you've got, or it would be stressful having to wash the dishes, but some of us have to, <laughs> um, you know, every time you run the water or brush your teeth, just practice deep breathing or focusing on the body or the sensation of the toothbrush, all these things, the more you practice in the moment the time when perhaps we're triggered by something, we can actually pull on these tools and techniques and strategies. So I'm all about that. That's what the reset is. How do you reset the mind and how do you set yourself up? And uh, it's all in the practice, really. So that's why I put this together. I thought, oh, what you know, what is it? And I thought it's conscious mindset method because it's about being conscious and awake rather than responding, reactive, being almost hypnotized, dare I say, against my own profession. But it's almost like when we're watching TV and it's great to watch binge watch on Netflix. I get all that. I'm not anti any of this stuff, but I'm very careful what goes in. Mm. So, you know, because it is hypnotizing as an advert. So I don't really watch mainstream TV for that reason, but we're being programmed, programmed, programmed. So but the beauty is we don't have to be, we can wake up from hypnosis and we can choose how we think, but it does take practice. I'm always honest. I'm sure you're the same with your clients. You know, it's going to take some effort and some thought and, but my goodness, it works. And I'm so passionate. You can tell because I've done it. 
I've been there. We were talking off air before about, you know, those people who have actually been there and gone through. So I've been through the stress. I've been close to burnout. I've done, put in these, you know, personal development. And then I've just thrown out what doesn't work and kept in what does. And I'm constantly learning, as you say, constantly a work in progress. So it's not in a, it's not in a, a busy way. It's a, it's a very joyful way for me to listen, say to you about what you do or your other podcasts and learning from people. I think it's amazing. We can all learn from each other. Yeah. No matter what we've done and where we've been. Um, there's lots of things you said in there that I wanted to kind of highlight. You know, that whole being in the now um, is really important. And so much of us do live in the past or live in the future. And what's that, what's that saying about you can't change your past and you can't predict your future? And all we, we really have is our moment now. But we're so distracted by so many different things in modern day life that we don't ever get often get or think that we should allow ourselves to just sit with our emotions, with our thoughts, which can be scary for a lot of people. But again, like you said about that practice and Ben, um, Benjamin Stubbs, he's, um, he does a new community stage. We've got a community stage uh, group that's happening on the Sunday night now for people who are creative who come along and, you know, try their hand at it when they haven't done it before. It's an, and again, it's another great um, creative outlet and a great for, for your, your well-being too. But he says your brain's like a, a muscle and you're not going to get these things straight off. You have to practice it because mm-hmm. like you're saying about meditation, our, our minds are dealing with millions and millions of thoughts every 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 <laughs> single minute of the day. And it's how you tune all of that out. But it's taking time for yourself and connecting with yourself because you, you said a little earlier about that connection, connection with others. When we went into the pandemic, that's been taken away for a lot of us. But what's also important is that connection with yourself. And I do find since uh, most recently it's come to light through the clients I'm working that so many people have lost connection with themselves. They've either shut their emotions off or they've been in terrible relationships, whether it be their partners or, or their parents that have treated them very unkindly. And so they've shut all those emotions off and they shut them off to protect themselves from the horrible stuff. But when you do that, you also shut off all the good stuff, too. Yes, of course. That's so, so true. I was thinking of a client I had who um, recently who had had um, some terrible abuse. It was really sad. You know, I'm sure you have the same thing, but people struggling and suffering as a child. And then, as you say, growing up and going to the gym and making their body bigger, nothing wrong. And I get it. So they feel better and healthy, but also this shield. And and um, at the, the minute anything became uncomfortable with their partner, who they love dearly, just just leaving and the, the partner just begging them not to leave. So they were feeling insecure. And but what I do then is I do a lot of sort of um, hypnotherapy and mental picturing with the child work. I don't know if you do that as well, you know, go back to that child and support that child and love that child. As you say, it's about connection to yourself and wake up that connection to the inner child. I know it sounds, you know, so some people think it's a bit pink and fluffy, but actually if you look at the research, you look at the- Not pink and fluffy at all. <laughs> not at all and I'm so pleased that people are getting this now you know really getting it that you could, if you can do that inner work with your child first of all and connect mm-hmm. and then also the other thing Kedron I've noticed is uh, that I do work with is <laughs> connecting people to their playful child yes yeah it's been stuck in a box well, why, why can't I come and play but you know it's always uh, come out and enjoy the little things the and have some little bit of fun and playfulness again and let's bring that child out 
Absolutely. Play is so important in our everyday lives and people feel so guilty about taking the time out for themselves or, or doing something that they enjoy. Um, and I know we've, we've talked quite a lot down at Happiness Hub about hobbies because, you know, people still feel like they're busy doing something, but it's something that they enjoy. And, you know, that, that's 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 the good stuff in life, isn't it? You know, that playful child or that you're acting like you're a kid and enjoying yourself. And we all have it in ourselves. I think <laughs> I'm too. some more than others, maybe. I think I'm a bit of a big kid. I think I am. I think Liz is, to be fair. Oh, we always have good fun. <laughs> but yeah, that that is so important. And um, yeah, it's tuning into that because quite often when, when, when we're working with clients and quite often people are wanting to understand why they feel a certain way, so, not for everybody, but quite often it's it's tracking back through their life and trying to figure out what what might happen to make them feel like that. Because when you're growing up, you don't come out of the womb knowing how to uh, handle your emotions and walk yeah. and talk and be angry and be sad. You don't know how to do all of that. And you look for guidance. And if the people around you aren't giving you the guidance or the right kind of guidance or, you know, behaving in a way that maybe they've inherited from their parents which yes. isn't quite right then then you take a lot of that on board and still still people some people are still quite resistant to it but I think you're right it things are shifting I mean there's still so much work and awareness to do around mental health and understanding right. ourselves um and we're getting there but I still think there's still a lot of work to do it feels like a big ocean liner that's starting to turn so it's going to take a little while but <laughs> yeah yeah We'll get there. And also, if I could just say to your listeners, um, and I wonder if you agree with this, that that inner child, that sort of playful one, the fun one, um, I would also add, if I may, about the creativity. So if you have something that you're creative in or think about a child that is playful and fun, yes, and rolling about and playing, but also a child who's sort of painting or or gets a new toy and they're, they're mesmerized by it. You know, we... I have um, a dear friend, Olivia Stefanino. She wrote Be Your Own Gurian and created The Money Types. I definitely recommend her on your show if you want to bring her on. She's fabulous. Oh, your yeah. listeners, The Money Types is brilliant. But um, she always used to say, you know, we're all kids really just with longer arms and longer legs now. <laughs> <laughs> what she means is we've grown, but we've still got those child, that child inside. Which, uh, So, yeah, anything that makes you feel good, anything, mm-hmm. you know, so laughter laughter having having a laugh that's got to be the best thing and again it's like laughing with someone that connection that you get with someone when you you know you've got a you shared sense of humor or having a laugh and a joke it, there's nothing better is there yeah it's wonderful that hearty laugh yes <laughs> so Tiani talked a little bit about all the things that you kind of do so if somebody wanted to access your services I will put all your links and things um in in the show notes but how how could they find you Okay, so uh, the website is um, RW, it stands for Resilience Wellbeing. So if you just put R for resilience and W for wellbeing, <laughs> R. R, 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 W, <laughs> partnership.com. Um, that's the way you can connect. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give my email as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good idea. Tian is T I A N for November E, and it's at R. W. <laughs> the same partnership.com <laughs> just reach out please do you know I'm really here to help it's gone beyond that oh how am I going to survive in 2008 to this I'm on a mission I'm on a global mission to just get these tools out there and using you know technology we can now so 
And, and also we do some, I'm saying we, my colleague, Dr. Sean Rousel and myself, we do some free lunch and learns at times. So Ooh, keep an eye out for those on LinkedIn. Free lunch and learns. <laughs> you got me at the lunch. There's no <laughs> such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> you bring your lunch and we'll bring the learn. Right, okay. <laughs> These are well-being sessions. And uh, yeah, so they're 45 minutes and we might kick those off again, I think, in the new year. But if so, keep an eye on us on LinkedIn. Please befriend me. On I do most of my activity on LinkedIn. Um, and that's, again, it's under Resilience Wellbeing Partnership, Tian Croshaw. Bit are of a map. Um, in-person um, lunch and learns or are they online? These are online. online. Yeah, online. And Dr. Sean's amazing. She's our, spe- our sleep specialist. So she's great oh. talking about sleep and how to get quality sleep. Because if, you know, well, actually happened that happened to me today. And they said, somebody said to me, you know, if you could uh, just minimize what, what things would make the biggest difference straight away. And I was saying mindset, work on your mind, definitely. And secondly, is get good quality sleep, seven to nine hours. And so um, actually what people can do, I've just thought of it now is, if you go onto the website, the rwpartnership.com, um, you, there's a well-being at work page. So, and, and it's a shop, it's like a shop and you click on that and we've made it super, super easy and accessible. Um, we've got like take two, which is two minutes where I'm guiding people on a video and audio just to breathe. And anyone could use that life hack, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. In the workplace or at home, if you're not working, wherever you are, just take two minutes. I've got to take five if you've got five minutes. And we've got to take 20 and that's for you to relax more deeply, maybe at night or at the end of the day. And then there's a, an evening wind down. So that's in the stress less program. And we've literally put these on. I mean, some companies put them on really expensive, but I think they're about like $3.99. But for every one of those um, that people buy for themselves and their own well-being, we donate a pound to our charity. We partner with the Railway Children, if I may plug them. Is that okay. okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. The Railway Child Charity are based in Cheshire, so they're in Sandbach. Mm-hmm. They do phenomenal work for children on the streets at the train stations who are left or abandoned or hiding, or and for India as well and Africa. Um, I've partnered with them for years and years now, and so we said for every every time we sell on the videos, we want you to have you know. So that one pound that is donated by people buying the video feeds a child in India for three meals in a day. So. You know, it's it's impacting someone's life. I think yeah. I think we met the chap that set up that charity because I think he's one of the um, Nantwich Street pastors. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I can't remember what his name was because it was like, you know, around August, not last year, mm-hmm. the year before, because we were putting um, street ambassadors into Nantwich to help people get back into socialising and and wow. going to the shops and stuff. And so, because we, we couldn't um, do it like every day during the week. Um, we were uh, going to uh, buddy up the street pastors and have like you know a couple of those out on the Saturday on the Thursday yeah. when the market was on and then I can't remember yeah. what what lovely bloke I think he was one of the chaps that that set it up I'm not sure I think he's oh yeah no I've, I've not got him I'm, I'm deal with Serena she's the uh, CEO and then you've got um, yeah Dave Ellis who I work with and partner with amazing people they're incredible I'm sure his idea as well incredible yeah amazing so yeah thank you for that plug because that's all right not for the videos but i just mean for the charity you know? <laughs> <laughs> bit of both really yeah <laughs> um, so i was i suppose that kind of leads me from the next question because you've, you've answered a little bit about that but it's just like for our listeners can you give us because you've talked about those i can't remember what terminology you use those eight oh the eight resilient insight yeah the great resilient um insight tools but without giving too much (laughs) away what kind of things would you recommend um for our listeners to help with everyday kind of stress and and well-being 
Okay, so um, I would definitely suggest breathing. Oh, and it's so proven, you know, if you can find some way of just extending the breath and, you know, and lengthening the breath out, ideally research is showing now through the nose, in through the nose, out through the nose, um, and just slowing your breath down, doing that as much as possible. It's so easy, isn't it? That's if you had a few seconds deep breathe and you're training your body you're putting oxygen into your cells you're actually um lowering your blood pressure you're lowering your heart rate you're increasing your immune system you're boosting it just by deep breathing it's incredible isn't it taking some time in and um that's anti-aging as well i love that bit <laughs> but that's if you've got that if you've got a couple of minutes just yeah. take yourself into nature and just breathe and be present as you said Kedrin just you could you might be inside looking at a plant or a beautiful picture of somebody you love and care for you know there's all kinds of things we can do we can walk something I heard the other day which I thought was fantastic was uh, somebody was telling me how they work from home and have done since lockdown and now we're out of that in the UK but um they said I still walk to work so we were saying, Dr. Sean and I were together and I'm like, what? <laughs> you work from home? And he said, yeah, I go out of the door. I get dressed. I get after my show, I go out of the door. I walk around the block and I walk to work. So when I'm walking in the door, <laughs> you know, so I thought it was good. And then at the end, he walks out. So there's all kinds of things you can do. You can change your lighting from day to night, you know, put candles. I always do that at nighttime when I would switch off from whatever I was doing in the day. Oh, yeah. But to make this more general, because I'm conscious I talk a lot about work, you know, because that's mostly my environment. But let's just make it more general so the breathing the connecting don't don't shut yourself away even if you could just reach out to somebody you know two people a week and just see how they're doing because mm-hmm. when we care for others I think that's great for our well-being we Absolutely. get that boost don't we mm-hmm. I think eating well this obvious stuff you know and I know I definitely reach for the junk I can be one of those people say I put weight on I was working from my desk all day for two years I put the weight on because I was just eating comfort food. So, so if this isn't about depriving, I've never been about depriving mentality, but I have been about the basic of you getting nutrition and the more nutrition you get, the more you crave good nutrition, don't you? So really take care of that. Move your body if you can stretch yoga. I mean, there's, I would like to gift your listeners. I've got this sort of um, graphic that has these top tips to well-being. If you'd like me to, I can. Oh, I'd love you to. Yeah, we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. But the thing I would say, just to finish on that part, is everything, all of this, none of it is rocket science. Mm -hmm. Everything I'm sharing is stuff everybody knows anyway. If they actually had time just to sit and stop, and I said, oh, what do you think you could do? Oh, I'd take a break for a way, you know, from, or I'd have lunch or a healthy meal or drink lots of water or stretch more or walk a bit. We know the answers, and that's the beauty, but often we just haven't got the time and the space, which is why I love coaching and why I think you might love, you know, counselling is, we we hold this space where people are listened to and valued and not judged and they get to be heard which is I think that's massively healing in itself so people might do that with therapists coaches or they might do it with best friends or people with their partner they trust hairdresser anybody who would listen yeah Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely my eyelash lady yeah yeah (laughs) I bet she's had a few stories (laughs) but but it is isn't it because you go to the hairdressers and you know you spend quite a bit of time if you're in the hairdressers depending on what you haven't done but just then but the key thing there what you said was about being listened to without that person thinking about how it's affecting them or what they're going to say to you next and without that judgment without just somebody listening to you and not having kind of any opinions or telling you what to do just just being heard is massively healing yeah yeah 
isn't mm. it? So if we can, if we have that for us, fantastic. And if we can, and if we can do that for others, just reaching out, I think that's amazing. Let's get this connection back, which you are definitely doing in the Happiness Hub. Mm. It's all about connection. I really felt it when I went in. I thought, wow, so welcoming. I hadn't met, you know, I've met a couple of people in there, but yourself is perhaps one of the person that's so welcoming. Mm. And we've got to get that connection back and we've got to get that certainty within our minds. Maybe not the outer world, you know, don't keep focusing on that. If you rely on happiness and well-being for that, get this right, the space between, you know, your ears. Yeah. just develop and invest in that i mean time you know just there's lots of material free material out there resources so um thank you for for being on the podcast we are coming to the end but and you've kind of touched upon a few things in here but oh my, my cat's me <laughs> meowing and you do that you always do that <laughs> don't you? um but what is like what do you do what's your favorite thing to do for your wellness and also what makes you happy at the moment uh, so what I do for my wellness, my, I've got my little routine because I'm not a big routine person. I'm not rigid. But what I do at night, I have this little routine and it's very simple. It's very easy. I have one at night, and one in the morning. So at night, what I'll do is um, I'll lay there and I'll either write in my gratitude journal or I'll just think about it. Three things that I have really enjoyed about the day or was successful or proud of or, you know, was great about the day. And it might be, you know, you gave a smile to somebody and they smiled back, you know, just can be a tiny thing or it could be a big thing, you know, um, and then I'll do that. So I always go to sleep thinking about something positive. So then my dreams are better. Whereas if we were watching other stuff or reading late night news and I certainly don't go on my phone the last hour at all, don't go on the phone at all before. But what I will use my phone in Do Not Disturb and I'll put on lovely sleep audios if I feel like it. Sometimes I'll be silent. Um, but I love all that. I love um, healing sounds you can listen to. And then in the morning when I wake up, I have a lovely sounding alarm. It is not an alarming alarm. <laughs> you know, I don't want ringing bells. I don't want to wake up into the world like that. So I set my alarm and it's just beautiful chimes. And then what I do, I have 15 minutes of a meditation or a mental visioning, you know, that I've got off YouTube or my favorites or that I purchased or that are free, you know. And uh, I always wake up without shadow of doubt. I wouldn't look at email. I wouldn't look at anything. I wouldn't look at messages because it's in Do Not Disturb anyway. I wouldn't dream of reading the news. I wouldn't look at my bank account you know stocks and shares none of it it's all about <laughs> precious time as you go to sleep and as you waking up because your brainwave state is in this alpha state at that point and that's when you're highly suggestible this is going back to hypnotherapy highly programmable so when you have hypnotherapy that's why it's dimly lit there's soft voice you know there's nice music potentially and it's all to get the brainwave state down to alpha so we're naturally in that as we go to sleep and we're naturally coming through that as we wake up mm. so those are my most precious bookends of the day and that really makes a difference to how my day goes so I hope somebody will take me up on that and practice it at least for a week just see what happens after a week of doing that and not looking at and, and that's really important because you you mentioned earlier about sleep so um and it wasn't that long ago I think it was last year that I heard about the uh, terminology of sleep hygiene and I was yeah. like what yeah. do they mean by that? And it's yeah. not about that. You're brushing your teeth and washing your yeah. face before no. you go to bed. <laughs> it's about thinking about all the little things that you can do during the day to help you. Yeah. So like, you know, going out and doing some exercise so you'll be tired later. But then that wind down and having, like you said, having a routine before you go to bed. So your body and your brain in particular is winding down and getting ready to go to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. And the last question, Tian, is what, I mean, and we're only in February now. Well, I can't believe we're in February already. It's going so quickly. But what makes you happy? Oh, my kids. 
my grown without up, hesitation without hesitation my grown-up <laughs> kids um two of them are djs as well as other things they dj they make their own music they play it i go see them it was all our birthday the three of us so i've got three kids now i remembered how many i've got now <laughs> My daughter came up with her boyfriend from London. That made me extremely happy. And then the two boys and me have the same birthdays around the same time. We oh, got nice. together and the family was together and we were dancing and listening to music. That is my extreme happiness. I could say travel and holidays, but that's what I'm doing now. You know, it's, it's just wonderful. Yeah, they like my world, really. Oh, that's lovely. I love that that you all share your birthday together. I think I saw something on Facebook about you posting one of your um, sons doing his DJ set. And I was like, yeah. oh, that looks really good. Cool, isn't it? Yeah, really cool. <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been absolutely lovely to catch up with you again, Tian. Thank you so much for coming down to the Happiness Hub and, and joining us on the podcast. I've absolutely loved. I always do. You know, we could talk all night. I just hope it's been beneficial to some people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. very happy talking to you. So. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure it has. Me. We had lots of lovely feedback when you came down to the. Oh, um, so we, we'd love to have you back at some point if you'd be um, be willing to, to come and visit us again. And I'm, I'm sure that our paths will cross. We, we need to organise a, an evening out maybe again in Nantwich. Now that makes me happy too, definitely. And it's good for our well-being. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll take care. And, and you. Um, we will still speak soon. Good, thank you. Take care, bye-bye. You're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.